Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the What Are We Doing podcast. My name is Levi McCurdy, and in this very, very special all audio episode, because fuck trying to set up a phone to film us in the car, dude. Okay, that's not going to happen. I mean, I could. I, I guess I could. It would only take two seconds. We could technically film in the car, but then I wouldn't be able to use my phone. And um, so I'm not driving. Well, no, I am driving. I'm driving the car as I'm podcasting and sitting next to me, not driving at all, is uh, our guest for this week. I told you he's coming back. It's Paul McBride, everybody. Give it up for Paul McBride. What's up? How's it going? What are we doing? So Paul's here and we're driving. We just got done in New York. Very exciting time in New York. We, uh, well, we'll be honest, we're a little late. We're a couple years late, but hey, better late than never, I always say. We were in New York signing the papers for our brand new Lamborghinis because, um, dude, 200 grand, you know what I'm saying? It only takes... If you're a guy in your 20s and you don't have a Lamborghini, you should actually sit down and have like a serious discussion with yourself as to why you don't have a Lambo. Yep. Because it's, I realize now that it's so incredibly easy and there's so much money out there and 200 grand relative to what is out there in circulation and what you can grab, especially now with AI tools that you can leverage like never before, 200 grand is Trump change. Right. We didn't make it in our 20s. And so now... We've got uh, way more, uh, way more money now that we're 30. Uh, so it's even better. It's even better. So we went to New York and we signed papers for our Lamborghinis. I got a dark purple one, uh, of course. And uh, Paul got a highlighter yellow. He went with highlighter yellow for his Lamborghini color. I don't know why. We tried to convince him otherwise, but he said it's what he really wanted. And it's his dream all along to have a highlighter yellow Lamborghini. So you're going to see that driving down the streets of Lancaster. You know, we don't need Lamborghinis in Lancaster, but, you know, now we have one. What's insurance on our Lamborghinis going to look like, you think? Is it like small mortgage? Yeah. is I think that's right. That's right. It's like 1200 1200 a month. Do you know what? Do you know what really upsets me is that this bitch get the fuck out of here. We know where we're going, right? Do we know where we're going? No. Well, we're on broadcasting road, baby, because we're broadcasting live from the road. Okay, we're in central Pennsylvania right now. We are coming back from New York. Paul and I had a little business excursion these last twenty-four hours. It was fun. I shot a gun. Okay, for the first time in my life, I shot a gun. What kind of gun was it? 22 gauge, a little tiny rifle. It was a blast. I shot a 55 millimeter, like, okay, the gun was like, you know, yeah, on, okay, in that one movie with, um, um, what's his name? Our, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger from California. He, with the, he comes up in the helicopter and he's got that thing with the eight barrels on it and you, you crank it and it goes. That was the kind of gun it was. And so um, we were on a pond, and so we just, like, freaking just fired that shit off into the pond. And it was great. It was fun. Uh, and we killed a koi fish. This koi fish was 45 years old and was about three feet in length. Probably could have eaten it for dinner, and we accidentally killed it. So now we owe the owner of the pond $30,000 for the koi fish. Um, so that's unfortunate. But we got the Lamborghinis. And we are good to go. No, Paul and I, Paul woke up this morning and said he wanted, he said, hey, I know there's a snowstorm because it's central Pennsylvania. 
and there's a snowstorm, but I really want to take you to the Crayola factory. So we said, let's go to the Crayola factory, and that's where we went. And when I tell you, we walk into the Crayola factory, and for those of you who have never been there, you walk in, and it's just rainbows and bright colors and crowns everywhere. Uh, they immediately hand you a coloring book and an eight-pack of crowns when you, hand, when you go in. Like, completely, that's just it's what they do. You get that as soon as you walk through the door. And then uh, you, have, you have a few options. There's a gift shop where they have, like, overpriced, like, $45, like, Crayola crown T-shirts. Like, uh, we obviously each got one. I got the purple crown. Paul got the yellow crown to go with his Lamborghini. Like, this whole fucking thing was planned, okay? And so um, the purple crown T-shirt was $45. And then, uh, like, they had mugs and they had everything else. And so we spent a bunch of money there. And then they have a museum where you can go and they have things on display, like the first ever box of crowns that were made. Um, like, all the naming, like, they had, like, handwritten notes from the founder of Crayola, like, a list of names that didn't make it into the first box, like, this whole, it was a whole history of Crayola, believe it or not, and, um, and then the last, and this was, like, the best part, you could go and you can make your own crown color, and so we went and we made our own, uh, crown box color, Get this shit, dude. $6.99 a crayon. To make your own crayon color, $6.99. Okay? Um, but it's okay because it was worth it. So what Paul and I did is we made... Listen to what we did. This is hilarious. We made a conspiracy theory box of crayons. Okay? So... Um, like the first, like the first color, which is my personal favorite. Again, I, I've said it multiple times here on this episode alone. Color purple. So we made um, a Bush did nine eleven periwinkle. We made. Um, <laughs> we made. <laughs> we made. We made. <laughs> we made. Um, we made QAnon Brown. Yes, we made QAnon Brown. We made... Um, oh, yes, we made The Matrix Green. We made Into The Matrix Green. That one, oh, that's my favorite. Uh, that one's for Andrew. And so um, that... Uh, <laughs> we, we made um, Epstein Envy, which is like a green kind of color. Um, Epstein... Different than Matrix Green, yeah. It's like a, it's like a lighter, it's like a lighter, it's a younger looking, like a healthier, younger looking green. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so, what else? What other colors do we had in the box? We had so many. There was, um, oh, oh, oh. There was, um, there was uh, uh, a lot of greens in the box. We made another green. This one, we made a, a gutsy green. Um, that one was for, that's the one that Hillary writes all of her emails with, the crown. And so then there was, um, oh, what was our other green? <laughs> no, but, um, so, uh, so we made the box of crowns. It cost us $73. 
for a box of crayons. I told Paul we could just go to Walmart and get one for 99 cents. But then he said, no, you can't use those crowns for 99 cents at Walmart. They're the waxy ones. They're the cheap waxy ones. And so they don't write right and they don't color in right. And everyone knows when you hang up your picture on the fridge that you use the cheap waxy crowns and your parents couldn't afford the Crayolas. We all know the Crayolas color way better than the 99 cent store ones. And they smell better and they taste better. Okay, um, so we're gonna go. We're headed home right now from the Crayola factory. We are headed home now from there, and we've got some. Uh, Brittany has some printouts for us already. Um, so we are going to. We're gonna color in pictures of presidents. I got Brittany to print us out pictures of presidents. Uh, all fifty. How many are there? Fifty. How many? Forty-six. Forty-five. Paul. We don't. Recognize Joe Brandon. <laughs> How terrible. Listen, has it always been this way? Has it always been the way of like, have 30 year olds always hated and just shit on the president? Or is it our culture now? Because like, I never learned, I never. It's probably worse because we know everything. We know right. too much. We have all the news. We see things. I do know, I believe Teddy Roosevelt, so way back, I believe somebody accused him of being a woman, actually, and that was like a big, like, uh, that was like kind of the, like, everybody talked about the uh, the goof back in the day of like, well, Teddy Roosevelt's a woman, and it might have been his opponent, I might be mixing this up, you know, we're, we're on the road, you know, get bad service, can't look it up, but uh, I believe that that was kind of like the closest thing to what we have now, where people are like making making shit talk on all the presidents we had people saying stuff like that back in the day because like also you know it's weird i think we've gone backwards where like you know jfk everyone knew he was cheating on his wife with like a million different people but now if that happens we just like cancel that person kind of weird right yeah. you know so i don't know i feel like it's un maybe unique to our times that everyone hates everything but uh i think like rumors about presidents have been going on for a while but it was almost like they were respected before for being bad people. Right, 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 right. We respected them, and then, and then we met, and then we met Donald Trump, and then Donald Trump came along, and now it's just fair game because he gives it to us. Listen, I don't believe for a minute. Listen, do you you think it's genuine? You think it's genuine, or do you think that Trump knows that we'll eat it up, so he says it, or is it? But like, what's what's his? What do you think it is about Donald Trump that, like, why is he, <laughs> like, uh, I think he believes about 8% of what he says. I don't think he has a plan most of the time, which uh, anyone who's like, he's an evil mastermind, he's not a mastermind. He's, he's, he's got great riffs. He gives people great nicknames. Uh, I, I think it's probably, you know, a mixture of both, but more in the thing where he's just saying the first, the first thought in his head. Which is why people like that. You know, if we said the first thought in our head constantly, imagine the things that we would say. Actually, I do know some. We don't need to imagine because redacted, redacted, because redacted, it's redacted. this because it's this podcast because that's exactly what this podcast is. I said it, I think, two episodes ago, and I think that's going to be the theme of uh, of this year's podcast. Last year, the question was, "What are we doing?" And this year, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to tell you. I'm just going to tell you what we're doing, and this is it. 
Okay? It's this podcast. It makes sense. So, um, we're on a car ride, and have you seen or heard, have you seen or heard of this, uh, this documentary about the hitchhiker, the hatchet hitchhiker? No. No. Do you know about the hatchet hitchhiker? I mean, it sounds like an urban legend, but I mean... mean The hatchet, his name's Kai. He went viral, I think, on, um, uh, on, uh, Vine? Or probably just Facebook. I don't know. Who goes viral on Vine? It, it was way longer than six seconds. It was this guy. You know this guy. Is this guy? Oh, so, I've seen that guy before. Yeah. Yeah. So so Kai is uh, is a homeless man who. What do you want to talk about? What happened today? Well, went straight out of Dogtown, skateboarding, surfing it up. Before I say anything else, I want to say no matter what you've done, you deserve respect. Even if you make mistakes, you lovable. And it doesn't matter your look, skills, or age, or size, or anything, you're worthwhile. No one could ever take that away from you. Exactly. So no, right? So up until this point, we're, we're, we're good to go. Kai is a great man, and before we even get to the meat and potatoes of what even happened, we have to establish that this is a nice, caring man who just likes to hitchhike, walk across the country, ride his longboard, you know, hang out in California. He's got hair down to his shoulders, hasn't been washed in three weeks. He's got a bandana on. He's got his sleeping bag on his back. And he just wants you to know that no matter where you are in this world, that you are beautiful, you are caring, you're great. You're fantastic. You're Kim Kardashian, bitch. When you look in that mirror, you don't need to see anything else that's going on but Kylie fucking Jenner. You're stepping out. You're you're stepping out. They're all the same person. You're stepping out in a brawless, see-through, skin-tight dress like Kendall fucking Jenner did the other day. And girl, you're it. You know what I'm saying? And Kai wants you to know that. And so, um, so something happened though, right? Cause the news is there. News nine is there. The network Fox news, of course, always on the scene. We love our friends at Fox news. Don't we, Paul? Yes, we do. And, uh, yep. Yep. John Snow, the king that should be <laughs> shout out to, um, uh, shout out to Tucker Carlson, I think. I don't know. I have no idea who any of these people are. So Kai, the the hitchhiker. So we're going to find out what happened. We're going to find out what happened that day right now. Now, this stuff right here, I was driving and I was in the passenger side of this fucker's car and he comes over on there. He was over by the recycling center. He says, you know what? I come to realize I'm Jesus Christ and I can do anything I fucking want to. And Watch this. Bam! And he smashed into this fucking guy right there. Pinned him in between that fucking truck. Okay, so now... So now we've taken a completely left turn. Before you were beautiful and you're fantastic and you're perfect and you're the queen. You're Beyonce, bitch. It's you. Now... Now... So... I I don't even know what happened. Yeah, it sounds like he was in a... Kai was in a truck. He was hitchhiking with a guy. He was in the passenger side of a truck, and something, something went wrong. Then he claimed to be Jesus. Someone was Jesus, and we hit someone with a car. I think. Let's. I'm gonna figure it out. Hold on. 
And so I fucking, I hop out, I look over, the guy's pinned there. I mean, like, freight train riders know this. Like, if you get pinned between something, do not fucking move that shit, otherwise you bleed out. Like, motherfucker, I, I ran in, I grabbed the keys, he's fucking sitting there like nothing even happened. And like fucking like, man, if you started driving that car around again, man, there would have been a hell of a lot of bodies around here. Fucking, I hop on out, and so I grab the bag, I threw it over by that pole right there, and then fucking buddy gets out, and these two women are trying to help him. He runs up and he grabs one of them, man. Like a guy that big can snap a woman's neck like a pencil stick. So I fucking ran up behind him with a hatchet, smash, smash, smash. Smashed him. Okay, so now Kai's a fucking hero, dude. So here's what happened. So here's what happened. Little buddies, little buddies pinned up against a truck, but he gets out. And everyone knows if you're from fucking Dogtown, you you don't you don't fucking you don't get out. What's he say? If you're what? If you're if you're a freight rider, you know you don't get that shit. If you're pinched, you're gonna bleed out. If you get up, don't get up. And so these two girls come help him. They're like, oh my God, sir, you're pinched up with this car. Holy shit, let us help you. And so he's like, oh, this is my perfect opportunity to snatch another one. And so he grabs the one girl. And of course, you know, you know, a guy that big can just poop like a pencil, snap a girl's neck. So naturally, what did Kai do? He puts his bag down. He grabs his hatchet and he fucking murders the shit out of this guy and saves the girl. Now let's not let that small detail go awry from the story, but we'll get back to it in a minute. But he saved the girl, saved the cheerleader, saved the world. It's been the same premise since 2009, bitch. It's the same story over and over and over again. And so Kai, thank God, dude, he had his hatchet on him, and he just fucking smashed him in the head with it three fucking times. He just fucking smashes him in the head three fucking times. And, um... Yeah, I mean, so what I'm to ascertain if we follow that story from the beginning is that this man killed Jesus Christ with a hatchet. That's what we just learned. From beginning to end, this man killed Jesus to save a woman. How do you... Kai, Kai, Kai the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker is our lord and savior he's i think he's the second coming of jesus now so netflix does this whole documentary on this dude right because clearly um this goes viral right but not for the reason that you think it does right you're thinking oh shit it went viral because this homeless guy just murdered someone on national television with a fucking hatchet wrong well, there's more wrong well, there is more to the video, but it, it goes viral because he saved the day. Here, let's just, I mean. Yeah. The, the lady said you saved her life. She was the one who got grabbed by that fucker. You know what? Fuck is cool. That guy ain't. Shit. Yeah, people say don't hitchhike. Well, this is what happens. Was well, Yeah, well, at least I was here. So he did this on purpose. Dude, that guy was fucking cooked out, man. Like, he's beyond howling. Like, I don't even see any breath in him, you know what I'm saying? Straight out of Dogtown, K-A-I. K-A-I, do you have a last name? <laughs> no, bro, I don't have anything. <laughs> where, where, where are you from originally? Are you from Fresno area? Sophia, West Virginia. No kidding. How old are you? I can't call it. We make, we're making, so what happens is we've made, we made the, uh, we made the, the, the very, the, we made the sexual predator. Sorry, I was trying to look for the appropriate word. Uh, we made the sexual predator the bad guy. And so Kai became the hero. And so that's why the story goes viral. He's a hero 
who saved a woman's life. Who, dude, that guy was about to kidnap her, was probably about to do very, very bad things to her, was maybe probably eventually going to kill this woman in a basement somewhere under a pizza shop where Hillary Clinton may have, may not been eating babies. I, sorry. Uh, she, there's, <laughs> there, you know what I'm saying? He saved the day. He saved the day. And so what needs to be recognized is that Kai is a hero. And so the people over at Netflix um, made a documentary around the heroism of the virality of the clip. And the documentary is nothing but interviewing Kai's mom, his family, people of the community, journalists who like wrote stories about him. And they're on the interview like, yeah, we interviewed Kai right after it went viral and he is the best. He is the sweetest, the most genuine, the nicest man you'll ever meet. Like this is what people were saying about this kid. And um, meanwhile, we're all just, we're all just kind of, I'm kind of, I'm jumping a little, we're all just kind of jumping over the fact that this motherfucker just murdered someone with a hatchet in the middle of the street for kind of no reason. Who knows? The girl that this man was grabbing could have been his sister. He might've been, it might've been his, his wife. Maybe he's probably just hugging his wife. Thank God I'm safe. I'm alive. I got pinned up by this car, but I'm alive. Thank God I'm hugging my wife. It's probably his wife. This guy was probably hugging his wife. And in Kai's mind, he goes, oh, shit, he's going to kidnap that girl again. And, and he just fucking beats the shit out of him with a hatchet. And so they took the guy to the hospital. I unfortunately don't think he made it. I think, and I, I'm assuming I would hope so, at the end of the documentary, I only watched a little bit of it because of how fucking ridiculous it was. <laughs> because, you know, we're pinning this kid up to be a hero. Um, they don't say what happened uh, at the end, but I'm pretty sure Kai is currently in jail. Um... So I'm um, I'm pretty sure he's in jail for I think they well it's it's if you it, it would take it would take a journalist with 75 episodes of a shitty podcast that no one listens to to take two seconds to do some research to know that that was probably not the first fucking time he's had to use a hatchet on another human being. You understand? Do you think do you think maybe he just snapped? You think maybe that was his first time using the hatchet on a human? The, the way the story even goes, it seems like he jumped very quickly to hatcheting someone. That's right. Which is like, mind you, I don't carry a hatchet around, but it, it wouldn't be my first go-to move. I wouldn't say, you know what I should do? I should dome this guy with a hatchet to death. Yeah, and so, well, and that's, well, right. And of course, but, and honestly, there's cheaper things. You know what you can get at Walmart? I swear to God, this is true. At Walmart, you can go back to the camp, but you can get a full-blown, like, 18-inch long machete at Walmart for, like, $8. Michonne did in Walking Dead? Oh, 1,000%. The only reason Michonne from The Walking Dead has a machete is because... In the beginning of the apocalypse, she 1,000% looted a Walmart and found an $8 machete. And honestly, hey, she made it. 
the whole fucking way through the series. It's over now. It's over now. Michonne, I'm going to spoil it right now. Here we go. Spoiler alert. Let's hit a button. Horn jazz. Listen, Michonne survives. Um, let's see who dies. Carl, Carl dies in like season like eight or nine or some shit. Yeah, Rick's kid. Carl, Carl. Yeah, uh, that's he. He dies. He loses an eye and then he dies a couple seasons later. Rick survives. Let me tell you what happens to Rick. This is how fucking ridiculous the ending of the show was. Did you watch Walking Dead? I have not watched since season four. Season right. I think yeah. That's where. Like season Right. Yeah. There was. We ended it on like season. I think. 17? Oh, I'm pretty sure it was season at least 17. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Walking Dead. How many seasons? How many, how many, how many, how many? 11. I'm sorry. 11. 97. So it went on for 11 seasons. This is what happens to Rick. So obviously... The reason we all stopped watching at season four is because humans became the enemy and not the zombies. Well, by season 11, um, I'm pretty sure the main group of bad guys were like, were like humans who were just, who were like, who were zombies. Like they were, they wore the skin of the zombies. They ate the zombies as food or something. I don't know, dude. It was weird. Like, well, cause like season five was cannibals, right? Season five was Cannibals. Season six was Negan with the Bat. Season seven was, I think, Jesus with the Tiger. Season uh, whatever, I don't know. And then, and then humans, and then zombies became, you know, the bad guy for, you know, an episode or two. And then more humans came. And so it's almost fascinating how many fucking humans there are at the end of the world. You know what I'm talking about? And so at the end of the series. Does Maggie make it? Oh yeah, oh I'll get just I'll get there too. I know. Yeah, I know you. I know why you want to know about Maggie. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Uh no, so Rick gets uh kidnapped by this like military company group. This like group that has a helicopter or I don't know if they're military, but they have a helicopter. This like group of people who I'm pretty sure run experiments on humans comes and kidnaps Rick. And Rick's like gone for like the last two seasons, dude. He's not even like around for like the last season, but like I think we as an audience know he's still alive, and I'm pretty sure the characters on the show don't. But like Michonne has a funny feeling, and uh, she thinks he is, you know. And so at the end of the series, Rick gets kidnapped, and at like the last shot of the series is Rick writing a letter and on like a lake. And it's like, you know, to Carl and Michonne, I'm alive, like, I love you, whatever, I'll see you one day soon or some shit. And then, like, we see this helicopter come and they're pointing guns at him. So we're to assume he escaped wherever he was being held captive. It, I'm assuming it happens frequently. They went and got him with the helicopter. And then, you know, we can assume his story will go on. Well, there's a movie, I think. Oh, of course, there's going to be a fucking movie. Yeah, and so... Well, so we have spinoff shows coming. So Michonne and Rick are still alive. So we're presumably getting one of those, I think. Like a Michonne-Rick show. Michonne will finally find him. They'll we'll probably... Daryl's still alive. I swear to God. Daryl Dixon was the most hyped up character in Hollywood. He's not attractive. I'm sorry, Norman Reedus. He's not attractive. I don't understand the female pool 
to Daryl Dixon and his mo. I get it. I get it. He has a leather jacket and he rides a motorcycle and he's mysterious and he's quiet and he's got a crossbow and no one really ever knows what he's thinking and no one can really kill him. And he's just the guy, you know, Rick couldn't even keep his shit together half the time, but Daryl Dixon did. He's a man's man and a woman, a man built for the zombie apocalypse. And I wanted nothing more than a zombie to rip his goddamn face off. It's fine. It's fine. They should have let Shane live, and they should have made it Daryl. I'm just saying. I'm a big Shane fan, too. So, um, who else survived? Negan? Negan? I only know this character exists because it was Twitter. Negan was like, I think he was a bad guy in Season 5, a good guy in Season 7, a bad guy in Season 8, and I think he ended up being a good guy. I think he spent, I, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Uh, him and Maggie became friends, but Maggie, like, you know, at the end of the... He killed Glenn. Yeah, yeah. Negan killed Glenn. Well, at the end of the show, they say, you know, hey, Negan, you're coming with me. We're friends now. Listen, I'm never going to forgive you for fucking killing Glenn, but we can still help each other out. And he's like, okay, you know what? Bet. Because a friend that kind of likes me is better than zero friends at all. So... So Negan, so Negan and what's her sexy face is uh, going. They're getting their own little spinoff show because why not? And if a movie is coming, dude. Look it up. Ah, uh, man. Walking Dead movie. More than one untitled Rick and Michonne spinoff TV series. Okay. Walking Dead movies, what happened to the Rick Rhymes trilogy, November 21st, 2022. There was gonna be a trilogy. The trilogy is dead. Ah, no movie anymore. Told right. you, bitch. Um, you know what? COVID took this from us. COVID yeah. took the walk it got. Could you imagine? Could you just fucking imagine? And you know what's funny? They would do the same thing. They would have to do the same thing that they, they wouldn't get. They couldn't do it. If you're telling me, if you're telling me that James Gunn and everyone else at Warner Brothers in DC can't get Grant Gustin and Stephen Amell to play the Flash and the Green Arrow in a DC movie, then there's no way, there's no way they're getting the actors from The Walking Dead in a movie, right? Like, well, yeah, well, obviously. And like, dude, come on, a trilogy, a trilogy. Yeah, they told me back in, they told me back in 2017 they were greenlighting six new Power Rangers movies. Well, because it's Rick Rhymes. It's Rick Rhymes. It's Rick Rhymes. Oh, bitch, please. Shut the fuck up. You're telling me, you're fucking, you'd, you'd bust a load. You'd bust a like nut that. if if like I that. if I told you tomorrow that from the creators and directors and producers of Andor comes Vader, all new on Disney Plus in 2025. I would watch it. Yes, you would, and you'd love every fucking minute of it. I know you would. Okay. Movies are the story of Darth Vader. Little baby Anakin Skywalker gets a crush on Natalie Portman like all of us in the 2000s. Murders a, Murders a bunch of children, becomes Darth Vader. His son says, hey, Dad, I think you still might be a little bit good, and he kills the Emperor. That's Darth Vader's story. Why do you spin... You don't spin off your main character. You spin off all your other characters. Michonne, that makes sense. A Rick and Michonne? Your main character doesn't need to spin off. Stupid franchise, dumb idea. You heard it here first. 
You're here to hear first on the What Are We Doing podcast, ladies and gentlemen, and that's why we have Paul. That's why we have Paul with us because you know I would just I would be a one I would be a one sided man. I'd be out here telling you that we need a Rick and Michonne spinoff show on The Walking Dead, and ladies and gentlemen, you deserve better than that. You deserve better, and you don't. You don't need it. You don't need a spinoff show with Rick Rhymes and Michonne from The Walking Dead. I want Shane back. I want a spinoff show with Shane. I want, here's what I want. Here's what I want. Oh, this is fun. Okay. And this is all they would have to do. All they would have to do. How? Oh, okay. What's a, what's a premise? What's a premise that would be so easy to do, but would be so believable that he would still be alive and not a dead zombie? Oh, interesting. I mean, he gets pretty eaten. Right. Right. So maybe... Time travel and then okay. Here's here's I mean, my here's thing. my here's what I think I'm gonna do. Here's what I think we're gonna do. We're going to refilm that scene on the farm, right? And instead of Rick will shoot him, and instead of him getting back up as a zombie, it'll just show Rick and everyone else walking away. And then we'll assume he's a zombie because, you know, it's, that's what we know from the show. But what we'll see the camper drive away. We'll see them all leaving Herschel's house. Maybe it'll be on fire or whatever. Isn't that what happens? Like the house burns down right after that. Why does it burn down? Uh, it's, 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 Shane probably had something to do with it. Shane probably burned. I forget. Well, it's all Carl's fault that, Shane, that it all happens because he keeps throwing that rocket zombie to get Shane. Carl! Carl! Um, so, so... So we assume Shane's going to be a zombie. We see the house on fire. We see the camper drive off. Everyone leaves. And then we see Shane get up and he had like a bulletproof vest on and he's fine. And so maybe we just, and then, and then we get an eight episode hour long each fuck AMC, give it to HBO. And we get an hour long like series of Shane's character being a badass and then maybe maybe here you go here you go here's how it ends uh the last episode of season one the last scene is him and then he sees michonne and then boom now he's in the spin-off obviously well and then oh and then well yeah and then we go into like season two of the rick and and michonne spin-off that you need to have in your life and so <laughs> Um, so, um, the a dollar machete at Walmart from the hatchet is all you need to know. And if you just, it's, it's the documentary is hilarious. Just watch the documentary and watch these people glorify this kid. Dude, if I was the fucking people on the street interviewing Kai, the hatchet wielding man, I'd be like, yo, as soon as he'd say that. I'd be looking at you like, okay, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go right now. I would have end. I would have ended the interview right there. But there's like three more minutes. There's like three more minutes where they just kind of hang around and talk. It's 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 interesting. And so um, I think I know the answer to this question. But did you have you ever been to the Pennsylvania Farm Show? I've not. Oh. <laughs> okay. Let me explain. In a nutshell. The Pennsylvania Farm Show is prides itself on a few things. It prides itself on a butter sculpture every year. We get a butter sculpture. Someone takes 
gallons of butter and and nine times out of ten molds it into a little girl milking a cow with a little bu- with a little bucket and a little and a little udder and a little and a little girl milking a cow. And so we get one of those every year. And so Pennsylvania tax dollars pay about $45,000 for that, uh, I'm assuming. And so the other thing, number two, Pennsylvania Farm Show prides themselves on is the milkshakes. Now, you may ask yourself, what's so special about these milkshakes? Nothing. They're just milkshakes. But the title of the article reads and try not to throw up because you'll crash the fucking car and kill us both. I'm not famous yet. So we got, I got more life to live. Uh, don't throw up nearly 20,000 gallons of milkshakes were sold at the Pennsylvania farm show this year. In addition, 88,000. Jesus. All right. See, I told you he's trying to kill me. Ladies and gentlemen, in addition, eight, 1,200 pounds of mozzarella were used to craft the specialty cheese cubs, according to the, I don't even know what that means. Holy cow, the PA. It's just, it's insane. I don't know what a, a cheese cub is. I don't, no, cub. It says specialty crafted cheese cubs. I think they spelled that wrong. Maybe? It's like, aren't there like fried cheese? Yeah. They do? Yeah. It would be, leave it, leave it to Pennsylvania to fucking eat 20,000 gallons of milkshakes in a week's time, in a week's time too. So what is that? It's like, that's like 3,000 gallons a day. It's just a little bit. It's a little bit gross. And mind you, all of this food. And so then they also have food. The third thing they pride themselves on is their food. And now we're back to civilization and people are staring at me uh, yeah. recording a podcast we episode in a car. Storm, we survived. We've survived the storm, ladies and gentlemen. So the food is all deep fried because why not? It's, you know, this is where we are. And so you can get deep fried vegetables because there's nothing like, there's nothing like taking all of the nutrition value out of a piece of broccoli or cauliflower, lathering it up with flour, cornmeal, and whatever else seasonings they put in there and just popping that baby in the deep fryer. There's nothing better. And uh, you get this little um, Chipotle ranch dipping sauce with it if you want. Delicious. They charge you $15 for like six pieces of fried fruit or fried whatever. You can get fried Oreo. Have you ever had a fried Oreo? I almost died. I almost died of cardiac arrest the first time. This was like 10 years ago. This was at the York Fair. You can also get the same shit at the York Fair. What's funny is every year in Pennsylvania, we have the PA Farm Show and we have the York Fair and they're the same motherfucking thing. You can get the same food. You can see the same people. You can look at the big tractors. All while, all while eating your food, there are livestock and rodeo games happening three feet that way. So every dish that you get, that 20,000 gallons of milkshakes that you people consumed, uh, that uh, comes with another 8,000 gallons of dust and horse manure because it's literally right beside you. Like there's nothing, there's nothing protecting your deep fried broccoli and your deep fried Oreo and your vanilla milkshake that isn't even that thick. It's not even that good. It's not even a good fucking milkshake. I don't know where it's from. I think they use like the Rudders cows and it's a Pennsylvania staple, whatever. Who gives a shit? I don't even know. It's not even good. I can get a better milkshake at Dairy Queen. 
So, you know, just it's it's not good. So and you can get the same milkshake at the York Fair because like I said, the same thing. And so it's really gross. It's really gross. And if you'd like to go, I'll take you. It's over now, but next next uh January. I feel like it's a thing I should do at least once. Once in your life, I'm gonna take you and your wife. I think we'll take you out on a nice little hot day date. Listen, we can go, we can drink a little bit before that way. You can, Paul, not only can you look at the tractors, you can get on them. You, Paul, you think, you think you're just going to go there and spend 30 grand on a new John Deere tractor for your farm and not sit in the seat and make sure you're comfortable working 18 hours a day on the tractor? Fuck no. You got to get up on that bitch. You got to make sure it's comfortable. You got to make sure the, st- the seat's the right size for you. And that might not be your tractor. And so then you get down and then you say, thank you very much, sir. And then we go on to the next brand of tractors. Not sure what other brand of tractors there are on the planet, but let's just say it's, uh, you know, it's John Deere. And uh, so then we, we go to the next John Deere guy and we're like, hey, I got to sit on this tractor. And then you go sit on that one and we spend at least at least 45 minutes, at least 45 minutes trying out tractor seats. And so all the while you're doing that, me and Brittany will get a little bored. And so we'll go order some food. And, uh, oh, my favorite, oh, the other thing they have there, dude, the other thing they have is, um, 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 and they have these at the fucking York Fair too, because I get one. I get one every time I go. I don't go anymore because I realize it's gross. But Every time I did go as a child, I would get the, it's called a barbecue sundae. Do you know what a barbecue sundae is? You haven't lived. Oh, you sheltered boy. While you, oh, Jesus, that was a big puddle. While you were busy, while you were busy testifying at church, I was eating barbecue sundaes as a kid. A barbecue sundae is a cup, kind of like this cup, you know what I mean? And, and what they do is they'll put, they put a scoop of coleslaw. They put a little scoop of mashed potatoes in there. You want a little scoop of mac and cheese in there. You want a little scoop of baked beans. You want some pulled pork brisket. You want some gravy on top. And then if you want a little extra mash, a little extra whatever, you know what I mean? It's your Sunday. You put whatever toppings you want from the stand. It's a bowl. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a pulled pork bowl. Yeah. It's a barbecue bowl, but of course we have to have a name for it. So we call it the, the barbecue Sunday. You can get one of those. So while you're trying on tractor seats, I'll take Brittany over. We'll get some food. We'll get some barbecue Sundays. We'll get some fried cauliflower and carrots and we'll get some, <laughs> and we'll get some other things or, or we could wait till the middle of July in the middle of central Pennsylvania and go to the outdoor York fair together. So I'm assuming, have you ever been to the York fair? Uh, I've been, I think so. Okay. I think I was there one time. Yeah. I remember not liking it very much. Yeah. I remember feeling like someone was going to steal my wallet. That's accurate. I'm sure someone did. There's been very many wallets stolen from the York fair. General vibe. There is, there's a cop at every corner, but somehow the wa- the wallet still gets stolen. And so the only difference there is, I lied, there is a difference between the York Fair and, and the farm show. The difference between the York Fair and the farm show is the fair has rides that'll kill you. 
And so you can go and you can pay $20 a person per ride. Like that's how much it is now. Inflation. Thanks a lot, Obama. And so um, uh, you can basically ride one ride and then you're you're pretty much spent. There's nothing else to really do because they all do the same thing. When I was younger, I was probably, Paul, I was probably... 14, 15 years old, and my grandma took me and my little baby sister. So if I was 15, that means that my little baby sister couldn't have been older than mm, five years old, six years old. Grandma put us on the fireball at the York Fair. And now the fireball is a ride that is, um, it's like, um, how do I describe it? It's just a, uh, it's just a circle. And so the it's just um, it's just uh, roller coaster tracks in the form of a circle, and the roller coaster seats just sit at the bottom of the circle, and then the thing it, it cranks you up a little bit halfway through the circle, and then it lets you go, oh, and then it and then and then it just but then but it but then you do a three complete three sixty loop, oh. and when I tell you that the seat belts on the ride. Um, they weren't on like we didn't have no one checked like we weren't strapped in and my little sister's behind me holding on to my shirt for dear life as we're hanging upside down on the fireball at the york fair so then grandma let us play some games and that's the other that's the other uh that's the other scam that's the other difference of the york fair is all the games and so what will happen is there's two different types of games there's the games that you can win like, you know, pop a balloon, you get a little teddy bear this big, it costs $15. You know what I mean? They've got a bag of them that paid, they paid 30 cents for off of Alibaba. It's fun. Like it's it's so good. It's so good. And so um, you can win those. So if you want to spend $20 on a little stuffy for Brie, we can get, we can get wife a stuffy. Um, or there's the games that are a complete scam. So like the ones where you like have to crawl up the ladder and it's on like a thing and you fall over and no one ever makes it. But then the guy just walks up with no fucking hands. He can just walk straight up and hit the buzzer. No fucking problem. Or there's the ones uh, where you have to shoot the star out of the thing and they give you they give you one bullet less than what it would take to get the star to actually fall out of the thing. But hey. It's fine because they have 150 other stars that people shot out that day displayed on the wall. They weren't just ones that they cut out and fucking did themselves. They were actual winners of the game. They're genuine people there at the York Fair. Don't, don't, it's not scammy at all. And so then the other game they have, you have to drop the, um, you have to drop four red dots and you have to cover the big star on the table. And you can watch this motherfucker drop these dots all day long, and he always covers the star. And just when you think you have the motherfucking pattern down, um, you don't cover the star. You don't win the Xbox. And he's convincing. Oh, he's convincing. I stood there for 30 minutes. I stood there for 30 minutes. And in that 30-minute spiel, he not only demoed the game 10 fucking times showing that he's a winner every time. Uh, he pulled out the receipts from Walmart that were dated yesterday for the Xbox and the PlayStation 5 or 4, 3 at the time, whatever, that you would win if you covered all the stars. He was like, here's the receipts. They're brand fucking new. It's a brand new Xbox. $20. You get one chance. You drop all four dots. You cover the scar. You walk away with a $400 Xbox. And I'm like, 
hey, here's all my motherfucking money. And so, guess what didn't happen? Now, I didn't get an Xbox, unfortunately. Now, the third type of game that comes to the York Fair is the skill games, okay? And now I'm not talking what Paul and I just did in Rudders for the last four hours. We, we're down $18, but we're going back next weekend and we think we've got a strategy. So it's going to be okay. Um, no, these skill games were like, you know, the old carnival games where you had a stick with a string and a ring on yes. the end and you had to lift up the root beer bottle. Yes. My mother and father would practice that game. My dad got the dimensions for the stick, the length of the string, whatever type, exact type of bottle they used. I don't know if he paid off one of the guys, maybe, but he got all the schematics of the game and my mom and dad, instead of raising me, would practice in the living room with a stick, with a stick for the York Fair because everything, I mean, hey, listen, <laughs> we needed that 32-piece set, that 32-piece Tupperware set he had on that prize shelf and my mom was ready to only pay $5 to win this game, okay? Because they've been practicing. Now, I'll tell you the secret to the game and you don't actually have to practice. Once you get it on the lip, you don't lift up. Everybody lifts up because that's the that's the menta that's the thing. They trick you. They tell you, "Okay, you got to lift the bottle up. If you lift the bottle up, you're a winner." And I think the game's even called lift the bottle up. So they put that word lift in your head. So every fucking time you get the ring around the neck and you lift it up, the bottle falls right off. So you're not supposed to pull it right up. Here's the secret to winning the Tupperware set. You get the ring on the bottle, and instead of lifting up, you lift forward. You lift forward and you let the ring go back of the neck of the bottle, and it will take the weight of the ring and disperse it of the bottom of the bottle and stand it straight up. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. You are now the uh, lovely owners of that new information. So next time you go to the York Fair and you want to take the house, don't play the balloon poppers. Don't play the Xbox games. The reason the Xbox is there is because you don't want to win. We give you nothing but genuine information on this podcast. You put the thing around the thing, and you just live forward. You live forward, and you're going to go home with a brand new 32-piece set of Tupperware. Ladies and gentlemen, my name's Levi McCurdy. This has been episode five, five, episode 75 of the What Are We Doing podcast. I can't thank Paul McBride enough for getting me home safely and uh, for his very minimal participation on this episode because I literally didn't let him get a word in. <laughs> like, literally didn't let him speak. And that's an issue, and we're working on it in 2023. But it's fine because he's going to be back. We're going to be together again. And it's going to be a fun, fun, fun time. Catch us back next week. Uh, this episode goes up early for all the Patreons. If you're not a Patreon member, Paul, Brittany, if you're not a Patreon member, it's only a dollar. So join it. Especially if, you know, part of your income is, you know what I mean? It's a dollar. So uh, patreon.com backslash what are we doing, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Wadpod.com backslash links. You can listen to everything there. Thanks, guys. Sorry for wasting your time. <laughs> Have a good time. <laughs> Bam!